0: Alright everybody, I'm Artie Mosh, you're checking out the 3 Count Podcast.
1: Welcome everybody to another great edition of the 3 Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right, you should be calling me your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. Today, you can find this man at HWF, SWA, SCWA, and at Aeon. He is a wrestler. He is a referee. He is a shirt designer and a shirt creator. And he's also in charge of a lot of merchandise that I have. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the, the biggest king of the mosh pit himself. RD Mosh. What is up, bro? How are you?
0: I'm good, brother. How are
1: you? How are you doing? Doing good. So full transparency to everybody who is watching this. We we talk all the time.
0: <laughs> I can't help it, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: so this is good. Y'all gonna be just inside of like a just a regular conversation for RD and I. <laughs> so you know, man, I'm gonna do the honest man. A lot of people are gonna assume that uh, RD stands for red dog mosh which I would not be objected to. So (laughs) who is R.D. Mosh?
0: Well, uh, the actual R.D. is my initials. uh, It's for Rodney Deal. But uh, R.D. Mosh is really, you know, the the kid that's trying to fit in everywhere, trying to be accepted for who he is on the outside because that's how he is on the inside. Uh, So he has to fight the uphill battle, you know, day in and day out, or let alone call people out for, you know, not being them their true self and always hiding behind that that mask so to speak and and you know, not being true to the word and, and everything else.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing I like about your character is that he like he really is a rebel. Like that's that's the character that's he's supposed to be your t-shirt says it's perfectly misfit. Like clearly like your character rocks just as like the way you've kind of like established it and kind of keep it moving along. Like it's very interesting to see like The transformation because i've watched you from when you were first getting into the ring to like you refing and then even watching you now like i've seen like the little bit of growth that you've had with this so i think it's very interesting to see uh how you've been able to kind of pull yourself like out from like just yourself and put it into your character well thank you so i'm just curious man like what's what's been like your big inspiration of like wanting to continue to transform your character and adapt it to the way that you've, you've been able to build it up to?
0: Uh, Well, you know, years past, I've always been, you know, when I was growing up and through through church and youth and everything that I've gone through in my personal uh, life was trying to do what I'm doing now is expressing myself. I've always taught that, you know, when I was helping with, with the kids and it was just bestowed on me to be that, you know, don't hide behind something you're not be who you want to be show it do it who cares what everybody thinks you know so i felt here's the biggest grand scale you can platform that you can express that and do what you need to do
1: yeah it is it is very interesting to see the world of wrestling and just like think about like how many people are just like become their true selves based like off of, like, a character that they've created, right? So, like, even for me, like, my character is kind of, like, I don't want to say he's egotistical because he's really not. He's just kind of, like, he just he's very confident in himself, which is something that I'm not. But then, like, he's, like, you know, he becomes expressive and stuff like that. And people tell me all the time that, like, my expressions resemble, like, a genie from, like, Aladdin. Because I'm very animated and I'm very, like like, high energy. But it's it's funny because like my character is like even more so than just that. And I feel like that's something like I've been able to pull like out of myself and put into put into Red Dog and make him just like even like larger than life than where he already is.
0: If you start Robin, starting Robin William Crookes in the middle of your match, I'm calling you
1: out for it. Uh, you know what? <laughs> it just sounds like something that just needs to be done at least one time. Least any porn. any Robin Williams character, Any <laughs> not just not just Genie.
0: Yeah it's, Hey, great man! You know, not even just a great man on character. You know, through all the characters he's done, even through his motivational speaking that he's done, great.
1: Oh, I remember his comedy sketch that he did where he was talking about the American flag and he called himself Old Glory. I love that sketch. Like, I'm just yeah. like, this is, and he's like ripping off <clears throat> like pieces of sleeve and it's just another layer of stars. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. Hey, so I'm curious, man. Yeah. How did you get into the sport
0: um well years ago when we along with uh matt trk silks we you know when we were kids we did the backyard stuff because we're all big fans of wrestling um and then i of course i went off to college and everything else but when they bought a ring and got hooked up with rob noxious um down at fort and created fort noxious and stuff and started training with them and i through college was able to do what i could a little bit um so you know at least give my respects to him for at least giving me my first open door to for anything of that matter um but then a couple years or almost a year ago you know i learned that hey you know hwf was going to be a thing and i just made a phone call to a friend and said hey do you have a spot
1: yeah it is interesting because like hwf has uh just like the first show like at genesis like You know, there was a lot of people that had showed up for a show that they had no idea what to expect. And I thought it was very cool that uh, there was, like, a lot of talent working on that show, especially, like, full transparency for everybody. Uh, A lot of things that, like, were able to be pulled behind the scenes. And, you know, Michael Zimedio was there. Obviously, like, Pure Ignorance was there. Myself. You saw guys of Riot City were there, including Mad Max Morrison and uh, River the uh, Psychopath. And then all of the kids from HWF, right? Like, yourself was there. You had uh, Eric Hamill. Obviously, Matt Silks yeah, was there. And, and okay. then you got to see, uh, you know, and there's so many the other people jump that, that were first jumping okay, in. Like, James, I uh, uh, made yeah. his debut there.
0: Exactly, man. And that was actually Summerfest, not Genesis. Summerfest, Summerfest was our first
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, you're right. Okay, that's uh, actually really we're actually where I met all of you guys at that show. You know, and it seems like it was like the perfect the perfect timing and the perfect storm because then at this point we all became a good close family, right?
1: And it's it's been it's been interesting because like like family sometimes you got to bicker and and fight and uh oh, why, why not? It, it, <laughs> sometimes a, you just it cut me. a promo because you just want to. <laughs> so, yo man, in the time that you've been in, I'm just very curious. Like, uh what's the worst bump you've taken?
0: Oh God. Um, the worst one I've taken so far would definitely be my elimination in my first Battle Royal in uh, uh, Royal Rumble in AON in Johnstown. Um, uh, I had James, Form, James Ford pick me up in a military press, throw me to the outside for, and nobody catch me. I was like, I can land on my feet. Hit the ropes. Didn't happen. Uh, we're factoring the ring and height of him about nine feet in the air, landed straight on my on my butt, tailbone, spiked myself up pretty good. I didn't want to move.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember like you you sent me that video and I was like, why did you do this? And you were like, well, it got people talking. I was like, not for the right reasons.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. In fairness, I I was like, all right, I can do this. I didn't factor in, you know, the height of the rain because if you're work used to working in ours and we're a low boy they're in a, a traditional high boy so I was like all right I bet I can do this and got a little height scared there a little bit and he, when he tossed me I was like all right nope and there goes the, the cedar right on the, on the concrete mall flooring and I was like yeah all right chalk this up of the things that don't do what the t- your trainer tells you not to do. <laughs> follow the leader and yeah
1: yeah i was like yo punch kick and then like go over the top rope like don't don't do anything wild especially even if there was a mat there i would be like hey yo like yeah don't do this
0: (laughs) well they were we did talk about having a couple guys catch me but i was like i can do this and i was like i want to make him look big and strong and i was like i can handle it and you I walked away, and that's the biggest thing, but, you know, I I totally should have listened to my trainer and said, nah, when he told me, he's like, nah, I really wouldn't do that for your first one. I was like, yeah, crap, should have listened, learned my lesson, you know, not going to to have those thoughts again unless I run it by somebody else first.
1: (laughs) Yeah, collectively, like, I feel, so your trainer told you it. Uh, your friend told you it, and then your friend's trainer told you not to do that again. It's like there's a collective, like, yeah, you don't do this. Before again.
0: anybody told me not to do it again, I'm laying there, face up underneath the apron. I was like, ah, uh, no, chuck this up is one and done. This ain't happening again. <laughs>
1: I'm curious, man. <laughs> uh, what's the hardest you've been hit?
0: Um, hardest I've been hit. Oh, jeez. Probably would have to be. I did do a line of chops in school with Rob Noxious one year. Um, mm-hmm. one of the one of the students there threw a chop, and Rob's not a big like. It was like one of those things like you don't want to do in the middle of school like training, and everybody gave you gave you one, and then uh, it was Mikey Rath gave us two. He did an overhand and a big show one, that I walked into uh christmas eve service the following the following week with handprints across my chest underneath my dress shirt like it stuck it felt like the bad sunburn and i was like oh my this is definitely not a thing that i was like used to but like afterwards i was like yep chops are going to be a thing and i like the impact of it but it's like not taking a line of them
1: <laughs> no no not at all i would it's not something that i want to happen and i know people say they're like You take chops because you want to get used to taking chops. But I'm like, I don't even like the idea of thinking I'm going to be getting chops.
0: You wear the protective vest. What's it matter?
1: Yo, I know. But, like, you know, like, there's a reason why I wear the vest.
0: (laughs) I have already thought this this out. At this point, I'm not scared of them. But, man, when you can start outlining hands and you can individually tell, all right, this is this person's hand, this is that person's hand. You start really questioning all right should i back out of these
1: (laughs) the funny thing is is like i know a lot of people laugh because they're like well you wear a vest there are times where like i will tell a person like yo man just unzip the vest and then just go for it and like it's not too often but it's definitely it definitely happened i remember like i was in a match in uh hwt and uh myself and violence we were looking across each other and i remember like thinking, man, it's going to be a badass moment. I'm just going to toy and zip my, like, vest and just throw it to the side like I'm ready just, like, to, to let all hang out. And then he tagged in somebody else. Uh-oh. And, like, oh, man, just, <laughs> Patch, I know you're watching this. Patch shot me once, and I was like, ooh, yeah, this was a bad idea. And then, he, then the crowd was like, one more time. And I just
0: remember hearing, oh, sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> and I got another one. See, I I listened to the the moment that you had with uh, when you had uh, Chambers O'Reilly on here, and and his chops are are loud. I I got to hear them his live, and I'm like, oh, I kind of don't want to do that, but like in the back of your head, you're going, I kind of want to do one just to say <laughs> I've had it.
1: I'm always like, I don't want to get chopped. I'm like, chop me. <laughs> yeah.
0: it is one of those dudes. Do- Do's and don'ts is like like you want it, but you don't want it. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Yo, So I'm curious, man, because I know I've seen you work a bunch of different shows and being at different places, man. But what's uh what's your post match snack or post match meal that
0: you have? Um, snack wise, I like definitely after a water to get hydrated, but like you've got to give me a Mountain Dew somewhere. Like that's like my my addiction, so to speak. Like is my is my Mountain Dew. But nice. other than that, like depending on where we go out to eat, like, it doesn't really matter. And I don't really have a tradition of that, but it's like, I got to have a soda in my Mountain Dew somewhere is like to unwind me. Like everybody else is like, it's going to amp you back up. Cause all the sugar is like, nah, like that's my comfort zone of whatever I can have to where I was like, give it.
1: Well, I find like people get tripped out. Cause they see me like walking around with a bag of gummy bears. and Everybody's like, why do you have gummy bears? Those like, were that you know, they
0: came from the, the other week in the in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, they were mine. <laughs> you know? I was wondering where the whole bag of gummy bears came from.
1: Yeah, so I and it, it's something I've been open about is that I'm a high functioning high, high functioning anxiety disorder. And so to help me calm down, like I will just pop gummy bears and like I don't know, it's something about like just chewing gummy bears that just like s- smooths me out and just like meds makes me just kind of calm down and it, it's just it's a regular bag of gummy bears it's not like and people are like are they cbds no they're just a regular bag like gummy bears
0: <laughs> now do you have a certain brand that you prefer
1: no you know what's funny is I, i've i've done it with different brands too like that albanese i think is what it was and then obviously like harz or whatever um, if Brothers. they ever decide to sponsor me then i'll pronounce it right but um yeah, I'm like, yo, I just, I just, like, I just, I don't know. It's just the gummy sensation. And I think because, like, uh, when I used, when, I, when I'm heavy in the gym and I'm lifting, like, heavy, heavy, like, I, I do have, like, gummy bears with me all the time or, like, right before I go and start lifting. So maybe that's why because it keeps me calm. It keeps me, it makes me, puts me in a mindset of being back in the gym. But, yeah, like, I'll always mess with Nick and I'm just like, uh, dude, like, I'm getting nervous and I just start popping gummy bears. And then like the nerves will go away and then right before I go in the show, I'm like, Oh, there's a nerves again. And I was like, Well, I can't go grab a gummy bears. I'm just gonna go have to deal with it.
0: You, you got the vest, just put a couple in the vest and just pop them out. Right. Be, like just or even just... like one of the the, pot, the the mag pockets, just have the whole bag. And you just like leave a trail around. It'd be like to trail of gummy bears to follow red dog around somewhere.
1: Yeah, okay. no, that would be wild. Just come out and just like snack on gummy bears, like while I'm like giving high fives to people.
0: <laughs> you could get the little roll bags and throw them out as, as as treats for Halloween.
1: No, I'm already. I I don't have to do all that. I'm already over. Like I don't have to. I don't have to do more. I just do just enough. <laughs> Yo. So I'm curious, man, like what's been one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn uh, so far? Uh,
0: Oh, wow. I don't know, just character work really is so far has been the one that's really taken uh, the toll on me to learn. You know, it's easy to be able to turn around and and say, hey, I want to do X, Y, Z moves and everything else. But be able to, to portray that move with a character wise into it and to be able to tell that story. Has been the one that's get gotten a little tricky. Um, to be able to put myself into into a move? You know, like of course you have the Miz who can do, you know his the way he does a certain move, but then it he adds his little twist to it that shows himself to it. That's been the, my hardest part that I've, I, lesson I got to learn here so far.
1: No, I like that a lot because it's it's one thing that a lot of people don't really think about is just like how hard is it to portray a character that, and I'm and um, people laugh about it because I'm like yo but you made this character uh-huh. right. right but you got to put your character through different scenarios in a live situation right. in front of a crowd and then you're still trying to work out like how you want your character to react to certain things and like I I get it because like even for me like a lot of people will tell you that I have like a fully developed character and I don't like I'm still like coming with ideas that like you know, does he have a code word that like makes him mad? Does he do this? What happens if this happens? And I'm always thinking of like new scenarios and things to like push my character to that next level. And it's it's tough. And then you're like, when he hits this move, is there a certain thing that he's gonna say? If he hits this move, what's he gonna do with this? If he gets punched in the face, what's he gonna do? How's he gonna react? And like, is he gonna go by comedy or is he gonna be serious? Like, it's it's always something new.
0: Right, right, and it it, it is tricky. Like uh, you and I were down. Uh, training one day and you're like giving me little tips you know sicken was giving me tips and then i actually had a meeting with uh jason heat and he was giving me a good like we had a good hour conversation it felt like a college course and i loved every minute of it. trying to figure out character words and hey can you add this to here i can add this to there just to be able to get myself comfortable enough to be able to say okay now let's start on rolling the the groundwork for everything
1: I feel like it's the one thing that a lot of people like forget that like there's a lot of people in the in the in the sport, in the industry, in the business, whatever you want to call it. But there's a lot of people who will be willing to sit with you and just give you knowledge and just oh, for just sure. ask the questions.
0: Yeah, and that's one thing I actually am taken back from. You know, is knowing how quickly somebody is willing to give you that advice. You know, it's not something you see every day where they're like, "Oh yeah, come here, let, let me." come have a meeting with me for like an hour like oh dude you're willing to give me an hour of your day you know because we only got 24 hours hour 24 hours in a day you know and they're willing to sit down with you for an hour of that and take away from whatever they got to do just to have that talk with you it's it's phenomenal
1: oh yeah i'm definitely all about it like i love sitting down and like asking people like because you know and this is part of the reason why i create a podcast right is because like i want to ask people like advice and i want to ask them for like picking a brain and stuff like that and just kind of like interpreting like what they got going on and like no matter who it is it's always interesting to see like different perspectives and then to be able to absorb all of their knowledge right all the stuff that they're talking about and then pick away the parts that i'm like okay this will adapt to me this will this fits me this one fits me this one may not so much but i'm gonna keep this on the back burner just in case like later down the road i'm like that's something i need to do now Because you brought up a good point with uh, with Jason Heat, right? Because, like, I've sat down with him, too. And we were talking about the ideas that can Red Dog, like, talk through a whole match? Can Red Dog stop time? Can Red Dog do this? Can Red Dog do that? And I'm like, these are all things that I've always wondered myself. So, could
0: <laughs> figure it out. But yeah, I think it was uh, the podcast here with with uh, Mad Max and River where you guys were saying about the, the pause time. I was like... Oh, I want to play with that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely one
1: of those things like, I've thought about like numerous times. I'm like, this might be something like, it because you also have to like take into account, right? Like the the people, the crowd, right? Like how does the crowd react? Because if I'm in Philadelphia, right, at let's be real, like if I'm in Philadelphia, a part of like a venue where let's just say ECW ran, right they may not go for that. So if I'm somewhere where like maybe I don't know, in Lewistown, they may pop for it because they might think it's funny. Or if I go somewhere like in DC, right, they might not they might not care for it because they want to see more like wrestling.
0: So it's always always tricky. Yeah, and that's one other question I I actually asked was like is um you can always establish yourself in your home territory. You know your home promotion that you work for the most. And then, you know, when you go out on the road and you work somewhere else that doesn't know you, well, how do you start laying like on your first match with there and that with that crowd? How do you display yourself and get yourself out there enough to where the crowd goes, OK, I want to see him come back or I don't like him enough. I don't want I, you know, I want to come back. I want him to come back just to, to see his, him get his, his butt kicked, you know, but it's like, how do you do that? And that's like another trickier part that it, like questions I ask constantly at this point. It's like, how do you do that? And how do you lay out that groundwork?
1: Yeah, and it's, it's tricky because I'm on the same boat where I'm always thinking to myself, like, how will I press myself to get the crowd to like me or not like me, depending on where I'm at? And one thing that I really understood, too, and it was something that uh, Chaz and Prince had told me was, I have to establish two different move sets, one for being a face and one for being a heel. So I think right. that's very interesting to do because, you know, people vibe with you because if you're doing one thing, then people will like it, right? And they're just like, yeah. But then if you take away that from those people, then they're like, they're obviously going to hate you more because they're like, well, why don't you do the thing that you always do? Like, mm, no, not today. I'm not feeling it. So I'm curious, man, what kind of advice would you give to uh, up and coming wrestlers?
0: Uh, first thing I would say is ask questions. You know, if you don't know something, you don't understand it. Don't be afraid to ask. You know, they're, like we were saying, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, are willing to sit down and give you their time if you just ask, you know, and then when they do give you that time, shut your mouth and open those ears, take notes. Like I have a notebook next to my bed that, uh, that anytime I have questions, I'm writing it down or, you know, even the interviews that are the talks and conversation I had with Jason and sometimes with Sicken, I'll write stuff down that, I, you know, they gave me this advice or even uh, my trainer, you know, Matt, there's times that I'm writing stuff down from him that he's given me information on. And I'm like, yep, here you go. I need to, to write this down. I'm writing this down because I want to remember that, you know, but opening your ears and, and asking the right questions when it's that time is the best.
1: Yeah, definitely. I like that.
0: So, I'm curious,
1: man. You've traveled a little bit. So, I need one do and one don't of the locker room.
0: Uh, of course, the, the big do, the locker room, shake everybody's hands, respect. You know, don't be that guy that just sits in the corner and just quarantines yourself. You know, make sure you shake everybody's hand and stuff. Um, Biggest don't, uh, don't run your mouth. You know, don't go in there and you're like thinking that you're the biggest dog in the in the locker room and you're the vet, even though you've either been there for three years or 20 years. You're all equal because you're all there to do the same thing. You know, one may be a bigger name than you, but still don't go in there and run your mouth and, and think you're bigger than any everybody else there.
1: No, I like that. I like that. So there's like an echo, coming, like an back echo coming back from the,
0: I don't know what's going on. From, going on. from my mic? Yeah. Yeah. me one second. Let me see if I can change it.
1: Is that better? Let me see. Yeah, that's a lot better.
0: All right. I just had to take this out. I think they, they might have been dying or something.
1: Oh, okay. All right, so then we'll kick this up because we'll get to the last part of this, right? So we'll kick this off in three, two, one. No, that's great advice though, man. I really like the idea of like, you know, you know, just be humble. Just that's really kind of all it is. Right. Like shake everybody's hand, just be humble with yourself. So oh, for sure. we- and that's- go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
0: For sure. Because like, that's the biggest thing. Like I, I've seen people do that to where they're like they're quick to leave and not tell everybody goodbye or shake their hands goodbye or even when they get there they just click up and hide in the corner with whoever they rode with or whatever And it's like all right i don't even know you like hopefully we don't have to cross paths later because like i don't know how you are
1: no yeah (laughs) It's, it's very true so listen uh Mr. Mosh, we have to get to the second best segment of the three count podcast. You know, people ask what's the first. I tell them it's the Red Dogs Power Rangers that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. Okay. But this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And Mr. Mosh, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you. And uh, whatever's your answer is your answer.
0: All right.
1: <laughs> so let's put on the imaginary timer. imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And here. We go. Smackdown or Raw? Uh, raw. Favorite color? Uh, red. PlayStation or Xbox?
0: Uh, PlayStation. Favorite movie? Ooh. Don't have one. Ooh, okay.
1: Sonic or Mario? Uh, Mario. Favorite submission?
0: Crook Crossface?
1: Hey, I like it. TikTok or IG?
0: Uh definitely TikTok.
1: Uh favorite podcast.
0: Of course, three three pound.
1: Right, yeah, it's like all over the place. Like we're here. We're here. We're right there. It's not like we, you know, drop subtle hints. Uh nail nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast.
0: Uh probably Edward James at this point.
1: Okay, okay. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this podcast.
0: Favorite curse word. Uh definitely would probably be fuck.
1: Right. Like a good FM is all you need in life, man.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. It's hard not to say that sometimes depending on what crowd you're in when you get hit. You're like you want to yell it, but it's like, nope, little kid, little kid
1: <laughs> You know, I had a I had a situation where uh one company told me they're like, Hey, we're a PG company, like don't say anything and uh I got thrown out the ring, but I got I tripped on the middle rope. So I was like trying to keep my composure, but I was like,
0: Ah oh, fuck and I was like oh. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we were just actually at SWA the other week, and they're, like, just eased down on the cursing. And the first thing I walked out there did, and I had to yell across the ring. And I was, like, yelling at them. And then I dropped, uh, bitch. I was, like, oh, crap. Like, I wasn't supposed to do that. But I was, like, I played it off. And and you could hear the ref, like, yelling at me about things. And I was, like, yeah, all right. I I understand. Yep.
1: I actually, I was in a match, and uh, I got put in an arm ringer. And I was like, damn it. And somebody was like, language. And I was like, dang it. Yes. <laughs> I just said I it again.
0: You, it reminds you of uh, the the moment in the Marvel movies where Captain America is always going, language. I like, you just want to play off that sometimes and just and yell it at <laughs> people when it's hilarious.
1: Well, it got me to thinking about like uh, on The Hangover, right, when uh, Ed Helms is like cursing. And Zach Galifianakis is behind him, like saying all like the the PG verbs, right? PG like bad yes. words. He's like, "Shit, shoot."
0: <laughs> like, See, my bet. favorite part of that movie is definitely when they uh, they're talking about the the young lady that he ends up marrying at the the stripper, and he's like, "She's a nice lady." He's
1: like, "I married a hooker. She's a nice lady." She's a lady. <laughs> Yo, so. That is all my questions I do have for you, but I do need you to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you.
0: Well, uh, you can find me on Facebook under either Artie Mosh, or you can find me under my real name is Rodney Deal. Let's say you can also find me, you know, Instagram and TikTok are the same thing. Um, You can also find me if you really truly wanted to, if you're around the area of Lewistown, you can find me the sacred Jam tattoo shop. Uh, just hit us up there and we can set you up with whatever you need there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know cuz I've been talking about getting a new tattoo for the longest time and I need to fucking get this done.
0: <laughs> hey, I got openings, brother. Just come on up. I'll make any time for you. I, I know. I know. If <laughs> if it's not even after a show and I'm really not none of us are that banged up, you know. I got the keys, man. We can open it up.
1: <laughs> I bet. So, you know, you know what that means. He gave you all of his handles, so you know what that means. Like every great part of a wrestling match, you got to take this sum because this is the Three Count Presents now entering. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, which by now I would hope you're calling me, you have to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering. And you see him right next to me. He's right there. It's R.D. Mosh. So you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro. And then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, 3CowN Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm 4 slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message, and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys, and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the 3 Count Podcast also has merchandise. Oh! At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the 3 Count Pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys, and we hope you love us too. So, show us some support, please.